Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. How is it going, everyone? I'm just tinkering with my screen. Uh, let me know if uh, everything is working fine. Why is my hair popping up like that? Hey to everyone listening on the uh, Patreon exclusive audio who can't see why my hair is doing this bizarreness right there. I'm sure Emily's loving, Emily Lynn's in the chat, loving the opening hair adjustment. Oh my God. All right, I'm just gonna go to the slick back, hair grab. Hey, what's happening? Um, missed the show yesterday. Just LA traffic is back, you guys. Um, it's out of control. Why is the chat not working? What is happening? This is not good at all. Is this working? Emily said strong start. Very good, very good. Testing, all right, Jim's there, I'm there. <sighs> what? Let's put it up, let's put it up. Zero days without an accident. We're going, we're going pretty good. Um, keeping in mind that yesterday we didn't do a show, so that adds to the days. Uh, <laughs> James Waterman says, I know what you're thinking. I changed my hair. Hey, uh, yesterday I finished Light of the Jedi. Damn fine Star I'm back. Hi, I'm back. Oh, I have to say. What is Apple doing? What is Apple doing? These the little C USB things. Yeah, you're all making the same joke how there's been no minutes since a technical um, issue. Shut up. These things, these little, you ah, oh, it's so frustrating. Like sometimes my, my computer, it's not charging now. My computer is not charging now. Oh, kill me. It's charging now. The plugs are in. They don't work. I'm getting, because the internet's coming out the hole to go to the ethernet. So it's, or the ethernet. So it's, it, it's better. It's worse. What's that guy's name? Tim Cook. What do you, Nugget Chef? Tim the Nugget Chef. Listen, Aaron, buddy, he's saying sure blame a Apple. No, I'm, I'm blame, I can see the plugs are in there. Anyway, Light of the Jedi. 
So good. What is this guy's name? Mark Thompson reads the book to you on Audible. This isn't a, an advertisement or anything. Um, oh, Brent Mason. Oh, I, I admire the trolling. I admire the trolling. Unplug it now and show it to us. Very good. Um, Paul Ponte said, I just turned in and steal is yelling. It's Apple's fault. Tim Cook, the nugget chef. <sighs> anyway, Light of the Jedi. Mark Thompson. God, he can read a book. Fantastic. Different voices. Very much helped me. Loden. Is, it, is his name Loden? The Jedi, the, the, the Twi'lek? Love his voice. Love his vibe. Can't wait to see what happens to him next. feel like he's got a bright future. Uh, Aaron Taylor says, uh, Mark Thompson does have a soothing voice. Um, I, 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 Emily Lynn from the Canobite Dispatch, who's uh, in the, uh, in the chat. She, 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 she didn't rate the, um, the book too highly, but I don't know. It, it gave me everything. Like it was solid Jedi, good introspection, good new things revealed about about the Jedi, Jedi powers without overstepping their mark. Um, and yeah, I, I found the opening like uh, third with the um, the incident or whatever it was called, gripping the tension, all the new characters, and then the Nile, like this sort of um, beyond Thunderdome, Mad Max gang mixed with Godfather politicking. Anytime you can get, oh, this feels a bit like the Godfather in Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> Emily is uh, clarifying here a review with, it's finish. That's good enough. I had a good time. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Um, and, oh, I'll be uh, doing a patron exclusive full spoiler review with King Tom tomorrow night. Um, not live, but we're recording it tomorrow night and it'll be up in video and podcast formats. If you're a patron, $3, patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars, over 700 bonus episodes right there. Um, Emily says, less Godfather, more Sons of Anarchy. I love how Emily's sort of co-hosting with me. It's, um, it is actually very helpful. Um, I never watched Sons of Anarchy because I was like, I just, no offense to anyone that owns a motorbike, but no buyers, zero buyers. Or meth. If you own meth or a motorbike, then come pedaling around in my house, you know what I'm saying? You have fun with it in your own time. Is anyone in the chat have, you don't have to say which you have, but does anyone in the chat have either meth or a motorbike? If you've got either, just write, I've got one. Don't clarify which one. And if you've got both, I'd I, I, I seek counselling because could you think of a worse combination? Anyway, um, what else? Ah, oh, so... I've been thinking borrowing uh, Tom Chansky's uh, line. Um, I helped the algorithm out, by the way. Uh, I think there's about 40 people watching. Give it a little, little, little thummies, you know. 
weirdly, a, a lot of people watch on Twitter, on Periscope. So hit retweet, do one of those things. Um, Ian Hart says, does a scooter count? Like a Razor scooter? No. Emily says, please enjoy responsibly. Good advice. So the, the Star Wars minutes back, they're doing uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, as you guys know, the Star Wars Minute, um, if, if you're a, a patron subscriber, you can listen to our, uh, our, our podcast with them uh, a couple years back. Um, I don't think they'd hit any Disney stuff then. I don't even know if they'd hit prequels then. But anyway, they're the best. Um, they're on, they, they, so they, they review each minute of a Star Wars film minute by minute every day. They're onto the third minute of The Last Jedi. Highly suggest you check it out. So I've been thinking about this sequel trilogy again. And, um, you know, I, I, to clarify, huge fan of The Force Awakens, a, a near perfect film, in, in, in my opinion, for what it's set out to do. You know, highest grossing film in American history. Did a pretty good job. I saw it many times. Happily. God, I wish Chewbacca hugged Princess Leia, though. What are you going to do? Anyway, the scratch in that old wound. Uh, the Last Jedi, I, um, I, I feel like it's one of the best Star Wars films. But I understand why people don't like it. I um, I found the the story of Luke Skywalker very um, emotional. How he passed, I found it very inspiring. How he inspired Broom Boy. Then um, the Rise of Skywalker, as my least favorite Star Wars film. Uh, Solo, I thought was pretty good. Or as um, Emily would say, what does Emily would say? It's fineish. No, it's better than fineish. Uh, Rogue One is bloody great. Anyway, everyone's always talking about. You know where things went wrong. Everyone doesn't like it. Obviously, these films um, they, they, they split. People love, people hate. But the buck stops with Bob Iger. Bob Iger, easily, in my opinion, the, the core root problem of the sequel trilogy is that they made them every two years instead of every three, how George Lucas made them. Um, George Lucas had the advantage of it was all in his head and it was his his world. They tried to skip a year and like, look at the, like, even whether you like or dislike the film, like ignoring Harrison Ford's um, The Force Awakens injury, only two Oh, and also, Rob, you know, um, Michael Arndt, they had him on as an early Force Awakens or Episode 7 writer. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember if he ever actually worked with J.J. Abrams. But anyway, ignoring that, only two of the five films didn't suffer a major production issue. So I, I, I just feel like every problem, as far as like, you know, trying to like, like even like, it's all about rushing. This is not new information, but it's just been on my mind. I tweeted, people replied. I've been thinking about it. Um, to, to, to write a sequel to a film that hasn't been released yet, not advisable. 
if you're not the person that's making the first film, And even worse still, to fire Trevor out from episode nine and then get JJ in and then cut the time down even harsher. He was like starting from almost scratch when The Last Jedi was had premiered. <clears throat> Bob Iger, rushing things. I'm looking at him now. I've got to get him up. He's doing this little curtsy thing. He knows. Look, what, what premiere is he at? The Rise of Skywalker. So look, he knows. Look at him. Look at him doing his little curtsy. As I tweeted, do a strange little thing with your hands if it was your call. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. Bobby, come on. Too much too soon. Too much too soon. You might cite Marvel. Marvel are not writing direct sequels every time. They're on different paths that intertwine at the end, but you can tell your story within a, a, like a vaguely defined framework and um, it'll be weaved together as they go along. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, Sarah Wilson, who is a USA Today bestselling author, semi-good wife, oh, don't sell yourself short, um, mum of four, book lover, pop culture junkie, fangirl, um, I think she writes fiction. I'm not sure why, but this lady was chatting um, to Daisy Ridley this morning. So I, I, I'm not really sure how she's going to put this out, but um, you can check her out at uh, Sarah Wilson, at Sarah Wilson on Twitter. Um, I'll bring it up here. Sarah is spelled um, S-A-R-I-A-H, Wilson. So hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um Dane Gustafun, I think I'm saying that right, says, I generally believe Collins 9 would have been terrible. He is a complete hack. Listen, I like the spectacle of those Jurassic World movies, but from a logic, it's zero buys, zero buys. One thing, I, there's a lot of things, but how cheap were they selling those dinosaurs for at that auction? Makes no sense. Anyway, so she chatted to um, Daisy Ridley this morning for something. I have no idea what. Um, she says, Railo fans, Daily, Daisy says the only two possible The Rise of Skywalker endings were kiss or no kiss. That was the question. She said, Ben dying was the only thing that never changed from the beginning and that there was no dialogue in the kiss scene other than her saying, other than Ben, and her saying, no, 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 no. When he died. 
So there's been a lot of a lot of theories about that they they reworked that. He, he lived. He he didn't. I I always feel like that like the end end thing of Tatooine seems sort of or the stare into the the suns. It, it seems odd, um, but that was the plan all along. I. I People have very strong feelings, obviously, to Ben Solo and Ray. And I sort of, I'm not sure. Like, people were upset. Raylo fans are upset that the thing they wanted wasn't, like, but would have been cut out wasn't filmed and cut out. It just never existed. Like in the film, it doesn't exist, but they were sort of upset that it, their theory that it did once exist. I don't know. I, I, I sort of don't understand that. Like if it's the romance of it getting filmed, I'm not sure. But um, an interesting clarification, you know, Daisy Ridley has said that uh, The Rise of Skywalker had many changes in, in the script. Um, as uh, you know, you only have to watch the, the documentary and, and see Chris Terrio says that Palpatine knows about the diet at the start of the film um, and you know, many things along the way. But the um, <laughs> certainly just made me laugh. Um, but this, the ending was. Um, was always the ending. Emily Lynn says only two choices and they still went with the wrong one. I, I, I didn't mind the kiss. I thought it was, I was happy for people that wanted the kiss. I remember in the cinema going, oh, you know, not thinking that he was going to die, but um, remember thinking, oh, all, all the Raylo fans are going to be so happy. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I uh, yeah, there's people saying other things Chris Terrio um, said in interviews and stuff that weren't in the film that he thought were in the film. It is um, yeah. Um, uh, people are complaining about um, like Raylo fans and stuff in the chat a little bit. It's, you can't. That doesn't designate an entire fandom because I know like many Raylo fans. Uh, just t today, I was listening to to Scavengers Horde, amazing podcast, and they're just not like those. They're, they're not hassling anyone. They're just, they're just going about their business. So I, I I don't like when something you know it's just like a, a segment and it's like, oh, all people like that. No, no bias, no bias. And, and we are just talking about people that would like a space couple to make out or whatever, have a, a lovely life together. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a, um, like a worldview, if you will. What else is going on? Let's click through these little deals. Um, so, yeah, I, I will um, hopefully uh, we find out what Sarah Wilson was talking to 
Daisy Ridley for? Are they are they just buddies? I have no idea. I'd like to be buddies. Um, all right, a, a few little random things. How about this? Lumberjack Nick, our, our artist friend, has promised me he's going to be keeping this for me. This is a, some Star Wars glitter sticker pack. And, and look at this rare bit of Toro merchandise. Glittery Mando with glittery Toro. Loving the work. Loving the work there. And while we're talking about it, look what I framed up last night. Ah, uh, yeah, my bottleneck gallery. Mandalorian, episode five, The Gunslinger. And then Lumberjack Nick's going to be sending me a little glitter sticker that will match this. Look at it. Toro, watch. What a bounty hunter. Toro, watch. Handsome guy. Toro, watch. I didn't put the graphic up because I was holding the frame. Ah, oh, pretty excited about this. I'm, I'm pulling apart my office over the next week, getting a, a new little shelf thing here to neaten things. And I'm, I'm, I, my, my workspace is so cluttered and I'm getting some storage solutions and I'm gonna redo all this that you can see. And I, I wanna work in an Ikea-like environment, spacious, neat. I saw the editor of Thrasher Magazine. This is what I was saying, I gotta clean this area. Michael Burnett, the editor of the Thrasher magazine, they had an article with him working in his office and it was all so nice. And I was like, oh, what a constructive place that must be to work in. If it is that neat all the time. But anyway, very excited about my needing. And part of that is my little frame. And then Corey's autograph Toro, that'll be getting framed in the next 24 hours. Should be an easy job. So there's that. Ignite the Toro, says Kevin. Jordan Rennie asks, do you regret not calling Harry Toro? Um, not for a minute. Not for a minute. He's, he wants to, he's, he's such a Harry. He's such a little Harrison. Um, it's, yeah, once you get used to it, there's, there's no um, there's no option. He's, he's, he's stuck. With, there's no renaming now. There's no renaming. He's a bit over two. He knows, he knows Baby Yoda. He knows Yoda. He knows R2, but he sort of makes up what the noise is. He's like, R2, and he knows Chewbacca. Chewbacca. So um, I'm getting him ready. We need like an under five Star Wars trivia league. I'm getting my boy ready. Brent Mason says you need to time wipe you changing your room. No, I just need to change it. I don't need any more obstacles. <laughs> I'm so excited, Brent. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for utopia, the utopia of the neat um, shelves, everything. Hal Hickel 
of Industrial Light and Magic shared this deleted scene image on twitter.com. Let's get this bad boy up here. Make it big. Uh, what we have, if you're listening to the uh, Patreon audio, is um, a shot from Rogue One deleted Darth Vader, I believe, on the Death Star. Wait there. I'll, I'll read some information. Um, looking out at um, some amazingly graphic planet. Um, and this image was sort of like the final shot. I think it was the final shot in an exclusive Star Wars Celebration Europe trailer for Rogue One. The, the Rogue One panel at Celebration Europe, very memorable for the Mendo director Krennic in costume walk-on, which if you haven't watched, Ben Mendelsohn uh, did a full-length interview with me, which you can't watch. It's on the Patreon audio now. But you can see a clip all edited with all the footage on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars, of um, Ben talking about the memory of the idea to do that and working with Kathleen Kennedy and everyone to, to make it happen, how cool it was to walk out in costume. So check that out. It is, um, it's a super good vibe. Jordan Rennie says, I remember seeing that at Celebration. Me too. Um, and he revealed that there was going to be a scene between Darth Vader and Tarkin. Let's see if I can pull it up. Um, let's see if we can get any other little comments he said about it. How, I thought you said something else about the Tarkin, Tarkin, Tarkin. we go he's replying to people um he says i've mentioned this elsewhere in multiple threads that have spawned from this but this isn't a reveal short clips of the scene appeared in a couple of trailers for the film nothing new here um someone says they probably cut it as a cgi it would take too long to do both scenes so they just did one that's someone uh, theorizing. Hal Hickel says, as mentioned above, Tarkin appears in more than one scene in the final film. This scene was cut simply because it no longer served the narrative. Um, he says, I don't think there is much other Vader stuff that was cut. But um, it's cool. Star Wars Celebration Europe. That was my first celebration, believe it or not. And go back and listen to the blog pods of those with um, the Star Wars Underworld crew. Um, we recorded our 100th episode live on the floor of Celebration with details. That's a good podcast. That is a good podcast. It's At the end, the, there was audience members in tears listening to D tell, recall how he got to go on the Falcon on set. Oh, the best. But, um, oh, and very good fried chicken. Um, just near that. And Chicago also, 
what was that chicken place called? Oh my God, it was like Kevin's or something. It was the best. Any any Chicagoans know what um, I'm talking about? Lucas Daly says, I admire people who polish that floor. Dude, zero buys trying to um, get that going. Bobby Gordon says, will my Sarlacc pit be on display? Uh, I don't think it will be in shot. I've got a Lego Sarlacc pit in a, um, a fish tank just up there. And the sand in the fish tank is actual sand from Yuma, Arizona, from when we went to the Sarlacc pit location. But I will, I've thought about it and I've worked out I can attach another phone to this system and I can take you on an office tour once it's um, once it's set up. Uh, Jordan Rennie, Rennie says, I also remember Baze Melba's actor saying about Chirrut dying in the film. That was surreal he i guess um he just wasn't used to films where like around such secrecy and he just drops that his character um dies um no no his character's friend dies um <laughs> in the film and to watch the faces <laughs> on all the actors uh um Murray Newbet says, that's not Tarkin in the image, that's Captain Patero, uh, the pilot of Krennic's shuttle. Yes, but I didn't say Tarkin was in the image, but there was going to be a scene with Tarkin and Vader. So um, there's that. Just want to clarify. Thank you, Murray. So there's that. Ah, this one's been floating around. Our uh, our regular guest um, on a lot of the shows on Saturday night, which we'll be starting again soon. Um, Riley Silverman, she posted up this. It's It's been going around. It's by Kevin Cassidy. It's fan concept art of a Sith Jar Jar. Check out this dude. He looks like a barbecued chicken that's been in the takeaway shop too long. Like it's just been in the Bay Marie overcooking. He's scary, man. I'm not into that at all. I am not into that. Um, but there is, oh, uh, Riley actually, she points out, um, my immediate feeling that this could be wet bub, the Nile Gungan in the light of the Jedi. Evil Gungan. God, I, I, I never want things to be like remade into like cartoons or um, live action. But I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. You could, you could animate the light of the Jedi if it was just the opening part of a, like a, a long ongoing cartoon series in the High Republic. Because God, I'd love to see those scenes animated. Be the best. Be the best. Uh, oh, yep. So was minutes back. I wanted to let everyone know about that. That's on. I think they've got a YouTube now as well. I haven't watched it yet. But um, I think they said that because. They were on, you know, Zoom doing them apart anyway. They may as well put videos up. So uh, check that out. 
Oh, you got to check this one out. This is by Jean Ramos. Blast Points podcast posted this one. Look at this print. Get up there, print. Get up there. New Horizon by Juan Ramos. Considering getting. I don't know how hard it is to get, but that very much reminds me of sitting on my rocking chair that my brother got me as a um, um, a baby shower gift, I guess it would have been. But um, me and Harry did some long hours, sometimes well into the a.m. And um, that reminds me of that. Actually, today when um, I dropped him, he, he was all about getting held like that. So um, I think I've got to get that one. Love Grogu and Din. Uh, and I think, ah, oh, there's a few other little things. I, I did want to show this just for no reason, but I thought it was rad and I still always will. Um, let's go to that. Uh, Michael Nip posted this. Ah, oh, in reply to that Jaja cook thing. This shot, if you listen to the podcast, it is a gif of Kramer. I believe it's from season nine of Seinfeld and he's chicken and he's waving to Jerry. I remember seeing this in like the, 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 the commercial for the upcoming Seinfeld season and just going, how does this exist? This is instantly the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it was just on my TV. When does this series start? I cannot wait. Look at him. Waving his little wing. Love it. Love it. Um, Golden Globe nominations. Um, Fangirl Forum Pod. Our uh, buddy Meredith, she uh, let the crew know, the crew being us. Um, good morning. Uh, the Mandalorian is a Golden Globe nominee for Best Television Drama Series. So that's sweet. And another cool little Star Wars tie-in is John Boyega got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for the TV movie Small Axe, which I believe was why he was doing all those interviews where he got to um, talk about his um, ongoing conversations with Disney and he later revealed Kathleen Kennedy. So congratulations to Jean Boyega. Hey. I think we've dropped a pretty solid bit of content, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it may have gone on long enough. So we're going to wrap it up right there. Please, please help that little algorithm. Uh, if you're watching on Periscope, give it a retweet, give it a share on Facebook and thumbs up. And um, of course, a like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching afterwards, leave a comment in the comments. I, um, I check them all out and try to reply to all the ones that are fun. And then there's other ones that are like, burn it. Speaking of turn it and burn it, make sure you're subscribed to the Patreon. This week, we're going the full spoiler review. We will tell you everything that goes down in The Light of the Jedi. King Tom can break down a book like no other. 
I can I can review a book of him telling me what happened in it. It's amazing. It's amazing on both our parts. Uh, so that'll be up on the Patreon uh, in the next couple of days. We'll be back tomorrow with Corey. Corey has not replied. It may be with Corey. It may be with me. But we'll be back uh, tomorrow afternoon around the same time. We've been going a bit, uh, an hour back sometimes depending on my day schedule. But um, if you subscribe, you'll get the little, the little updates. That's what will happen. So thanks for hanging out. And may that force be with you. It's all Bob's fault. Bob.